What's up everybody, it's Dan Greer with Leading from the Middle of the Pack and today we're going to be talking all about building high performance teams, how you do it, how you look for them, how you find those 18 players and what you got to do to attract them to you as a leader and as a company. So, cue up theme song, we'll be right back. The big question is this, how are leaders like us, who aren't necessarily in a management position, who go out and get our hands dirty? who are ready to answer their calling from God to lead, who are driven to learn and grow, gain the trust and respect of those around us, to actually be heard while not coming across as an authoritative prick? These are the questions, and this is the podcast that will give you the answers. Hi, my name is Dan Greer, and welcome to Leading from the Middle of the Pack. Awesome! So glad you guys are still here. So today, like I said, we're going to be talking all about how to build a high-performance team. And you might be thinking like, Dan, you're a startup company right now. What do you know about building high-performance teams? Well, let me tell you, um, as a startup, you have to build high-performance teams because you can't afford to have C-quality players on your team whenever you're first getting started, number one. And number two, I've also helped build high-performance teams for other companies as well. I've helped hone in a lot of stuff that's going on. So that's where my experience comes from. That's how, that's what I'm pulling from for this podcast is what's actually happened in personal life and how we've done it and the people that I've learned from and what I've watched. So I'm going to tell you, we've already covered some of this stuff in another podcast and we're probably going to be talking a little bit about some of it. And I'm going to get into some stuff that you may not quite um, relate to or understand, but I want you to just really kind of think about this. So let's start to begin with. Let's start with the basics. Let's start with the foundation. Why is having a high performance team so crazy important, important, right? Well, think about this. Think about this. If you have a low performance team, let's say that you have all D team players, okay? Yeah, not even C team players, they're D. D level players, they put in 60% of effort, 60% of the time, and they barely skate by, you're barely surviving. What do you think your business is gonna do? It's gonna barely survive, it's gonna barely skate by, right? Like that's what happens, that's what it does. So there's tons and tons and tons of stuff that you've gotta think about here. Right. If you're barely skating by as a business, could it be that the players on your team are barely doing what's required? Are they going above and beyond? Are they over delivering for your customers, for you? Or are they are they D level players? Are they are they used to being a bench warmer? Right? Or are they ready to step up into the next level? Right? Okay. So one of the things that I really want you to think about here is that as you as you get into this, right, as we as we talk more about building these high performance teams, that it's important it's important to look for high performance people, and and you it's hard to look for some of those sometimes. But there's a lot of tools that we have that are out there in the world right now to help you find high performance people. So interviews are always a huge key thing for me. Whenever I do interviews, I'm looking for their energy. I'm looking for a ton of different stuff whenever I do interviews. But I'll tell you what, like before we ever get to an interview, we do something called a, a character assessment or a, we call it a, um, a, a culture index to see if you're going to fit, be a good fit within our company. Because what we do is is we use a disc, D-I-S-C at the moment. We're actually working on designing our own in, insider sneak peek to Dan and what Dan thinks about and what Dan's doing all the time. But so we use a we use a disc and what disc does is it tells us do they have a lot of drive are they super high like internal components are they an influence like do they like are they influenced easily are they able to have the ability to influence others do they pay really close attention to detail are they slow and steady like 
what what kind of how do they work right and there's different things that different people look at for those whenever they go through those there's a hundred there's a hundred hundreds and hundreds of assessments there's the briggs and myers there's the five love languages there's um oh my gosh so many more right there's some called motive iq or some crap like that like there's a ton of different assessments that you could do disc is just one that i'm familiar with it's one that i'm comfortable with and one that i kind of understand how it works and so it's something we use and that tells me a lot about when we're going to bring somebody on about what their traits are okay now if i'm looking for like a software developer i might be looking for somebody who's maybe like high c and high d so there's got a lot of drive and they pay really close attention to detail right and if i'm looking for somebody in marketing or sales i might be looking for like extreme high i and c right so a marketer that pays really close attention to detail as well as very influential as well as high drive so like dic would be a really good one right does that make sense do you guys see what i'm saying so so using the right tools to find the right high performance people is is really big for trying to move forward and trying to get the right people on your team because because when you're going to build a high performance team it's got to start from the top down you can't you can't hire somebody at the bottom who's super high performance and have a low a low performance leader because those leaders they have to be able to keep up with the people who are underneath them number one and number two they have to be able to help motivate them they have to be able to help push them they have to be able to to help give them guidance and drive and stuff like that because here's the thing that happens whenever you hire somebody and you put them into a leadership role and they're this oh slow go never get in a hurry nothing's ever gonna get done type of person you know what happens everybody beneath them turns into that same type of person because they look to the leader and they go okay all right does this person read books on 2x or does this person not read books at all right like as a leader they look to you they look to what you're doing okay so as a leader you have to be a high performance leader in order to build high performance teams you have to have high performance leaders okay now high performance comes into a couple different different tactics there's there's people who are high performance whenever it comes to like leading others they're motivational they can motivate other people to go there's people who who are high performance when it comes to standards they have really really high standards right there's people who are high performance when it comes to output means that their output is super high they achieve everything that they want to right everything that they're after and then there's also high performance in general, which kind of inclusives all three of those things together. And those are the type of leaders you want on your team or those high performance people like that. Okay. Now, the next thing to kind of think about here is we get into like building these high performance teams. So we talked a little bit about like having the right tools. Okay. And you guys know that I'm a huge fan of having the right tools for the job makes it way easier to do. So if you're trying to do DOT compliance, you want to use like dot docs to get you into compliance because it, it is like the best tool in the world to get you into compliance. Okay. And if you're gonna if you're gonna hire people, if you want to build high performance teams, you have to have the right tools in place in order to build those high performance teams as well, and in order to attract them. And you got to go to the right places. So the other thing that I look at is like, where do you look for it? And it's kind of funny. I had this conversation. I was having I was, I was with some family this weekend, and we were chatting a little bit over it. And then two of them had just started looking for another job for other jobs, and one had found it. And it was like, oh, they said they asked me. They're like, oh, so you're hiring? I was like, yeah, we're hiring. We're we're constantly looking for good help. I've, I've learned that I can never have enough good help. Bad help, we get rid of pretty quick. Good help, we keep around forever, right? So what we want is we want a lot of good help. So we're constantly looking for great help within our business, right? And we always have openings and we're always accepting resumes, but not everybody gets an interview. Not everybody does that because we're looking for people who match our culture, who match what we want. Not just somebody who's recommended by a friend. Um, so <laughs> side note. The, the thing is, is like, we know that in order to build a high team, a high performance team, that we have to look in the right places for it. And so 
I'll be, I'll be real honest with you. Whenever I'm looking for people who are super high performance, I don't necessarily use Indeed very often. Very seldom do I use Indeed as a job search anymore. In, Indeed, in my opinion, is a phenomenal tool for um, people who aren't super motivated. And, and I don't mean that in a bad way. So if you're using Indeed, I just, I just want to like pause here for a second and say it's okay to use Indeed. I used to look with Indeed all the time, but I can tell you that I find better candidates on LinkedIn. And this was a conversation that we had because uh, this weekend, whenever I was chatting with a couple of my cousins, they were like, oh yeah, we're looking for new jobs. We're hunting on Indeed. We've got job search here, but we don't ever see you come up for anything. I'm like, well, because we don't hardly ever use Indeed. Like I may put the posting on Indeed, but chances of me hiring somebody from Indeed is, is slim. I found out I get three X as many qualified candidates from LinkedIn as I do from Indeed. So I, I almost always go with LinkedIn for the people that I'm looking at for candidates, like 99% of the time they come from LinkedIn anymore, especially for my high level jobs. Now jobs are specific to an area, a little bit harder to find on LinkedIn if you're not doing remote work, but you can totally find them. There's a lot of people who are willing to move for a level high performance teams. And that's one of the things that I want you to just kind of think about there is like, where are you looking to build your team at? If you're looking in the local newspaper, you're gonna get local talent, right? And if you're looking at a nationwide, worldwide level, you're, you've got to look in other places. So a great example of this is like, we just made an offer to a developer, sent the letter to him late last night for a software developer for our company. And he wants to come back to the United States. He's ex, ex Navy, super smart guy, taught himself developing, taught himself coding, that kind of stuff. And we fell in love with him during the interview process. Right. But where do you think he lives right now? Japan. He's been in Japan for the last several years, but he wants to come back to the United States. So he was looking for a job. So he found us on LinkedIn. He applied. And he went through the entire process with us to get hired. We made him an offer last night, um, late last night, actually. But my point is, is like you have to be willing to to look all over and record, re recruit worldwide to build high performance teams, right? Our accountant doesn't live in the in the states either. Now she's a 1099 but she doesn't live in the United States and she does great. I wouldn't trade Rochelle for anything in the world, right? Now we have some people who are, who are United States based and a lot of them are like 99% of our team is US based, but you can't be afraid to look worldwide to get top talent. You've got to be willing to think outside the box when it comes to that. That's what's really going to make you successful. That's what's really going to set you apart from the rest of the world when you build these high performance teams is you've got to find people who complement you, who work together, right? You got you to look at their characteristics and you got to figure out strategies for how you're going to work together. Is this person going to be able to lead a team? Is this person more of a follower? Like we were, when we looked for developers, we were looking for people who could lead a team who could grow this program, who were looking for something um, and could fix it, right? They didn't just notice a problem. They didn't find a problem. They found a solution, which is a whole nother podcast I've done earlier. If you haven't heard it, you should go back and check it out. I can't tell you what episode it is because I don't remember. But it was a really good one about don't find problems, find solutions. Um, anyways, my my point here is is like you've got to be willing to look in the right places and different places than everybody else is looking. And and in three years, LinkedIn isn't going to be the place to look. There's going to be someplace different. Like I know that. Two years ago, LinkedIn wasn't the place to recruit top top talent. And honestly, if you're a recruiter and you're and if your job is to recruit and you're scowling LinkedIn for something, you're doing it wrong. Right. You just shouldn't you shouldn't be spamming people with messages trying to get them to come to you. That requires some personal and a personal message in order to get them to you and on your team. Right. You, you got to really reach out to them if you really want them and finding them. The other thing is, is we I met somebody at a at a we're talking about talent. I met somebody 
at a live event that I did and we had a conversation with her afterwards and ended up recently, I just, you know, kind of gave her the opportunity if she wanted to come over with us, she could come over with us. But it's one of those things, I don't know, I don't like, there's different ways to recruit and different things. You should always be recruiting for your team, no matter where you're at, no matter what you're doing. And you can't stop recruiting, right? You have to always be looking for that A team players for those high performance people because 2% of the world is high performance. 2%, 2%, like I don't know the world's population right now. It's somewhere in the billions, right? Um, with a B, billions, but like 2% of those people. So 2% out of out of a million is 200,000 people worldwide. Out of a billion would be 2 million people, right? 2% of a billion is 2 million. 2 million people across the world are high performers. That is a lot of people who are high performance, but there's a lot more companies and like there's 2 million DOT numbers. So that means that each DOT number only gets one high performance person if there's only 2 million high performance people in the world. And that's, that's just US based DOT numbers, right? That's not worldwide, that's US based. And so we're talking about not even ever, every company is not gonna have 18 players in them, right? And so if you want a team of high performance people, you have to be willing to scour the world for those people. You have to go look in the right spot. So, so far, when we talk about building high performance teams, we're talking about having the right tools, right? Number one, you gotta have the right tools in order to get in there. Number two, you gotta be willing to think outside the box and scour the world to find them because 2% of the world's population is high performance. We can, we can expand it. I'll give it five, but I really think it's two. I think there's only 2% that are like top peak, 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 peak performers, right? There's probably 5% that are, that are a game. There's, there's 2% that are like, 110% all the time. They're those honor students. And then there's, you know, 5% that's A game, A plus 95 and above. There's probably 10% that are 90 and above, but we're still not talking about a ton of people, right? hundred million people is 10% of the world. Now hundred million is a lot, but how many people out there are hunting for those hundred million people? Everybody is, everybody's looking for 18 people. Okay. So you've got to do things that set you a little bit apart from the rest of the world. And that's number three is like, whenever you're building these teams is you've got to do things to set you apart. And there's a lot of different things that set you apart. It could be stellar benefits. It could be relaxed work. It could be the ability to work together or to have a personal relationship or to be a glass door or to be what they're looking for or to give them guidance or coaching or help them grow, all that kind of stuff. That's what you're looking for. That's what it takes. And so that's probably, that's part of, that's, that's part of it, right? So we've got one, two, and three. Okay, now number four to build a high performance team is this is a really big one and it's it's um contribution, right? So so Tony Robbins has this thing, and I'd lie to you if I told you what it is, but I want to say that it's like the the seven things that you need in life and or maybe it's the five things that you need in life, and the first the first three are are all worldly based, right? So we need maybe it's four. We need we need certainty, we need uncertainty. Or, or like certainty and variety. So we need stuff. We need to know that we have food and money in the bank. Um, maybe not money in the bank. We need to know that we have food and we, we have a good place to sleep and we have good relationships, but we also need uncertainty. We need our, our sex life to be spiced up. We need, we need uncertainty of different types of food. We don't want to always eat the same food every single night. We need uncertainty when it comes to, um, is it going to rain today? You know, that kind of stuff. We also, so that's that variety and, and certainty. And then, and then there's two more and, and it's, um, I can't, can't remember the other two, but they kind of contradict each other as well. But, but they're, they're, they feed each other just like certainty and variety does or certainty and uncertainty does. But then there's two more that, that come in there. And this is what a lot of people don't actually get or master 
ever in life. And the first one is contribution. That's the ability to give back to others. And Tony Robbins also has this thing. He says, those who say that money can't buy happiness have never given enough away. <laughs> they hold too much of it in their hands. And I agree with that because I believe that money can buy happiness. The more you give away, the happier you become. Anyways, so so not necessarily, well, well let me back up. It's, it's the ability, you know, to, con to contribute to the world, to feel like you're doing something bigger than yourself. And, and that gives us a lot of fulfillment in life, okay? And then there's one more, but contribution was a big one that I was hitting on. And, and that contribution was just really big. And we want to be able to contribute to other people's lives and, and help them contribute to our people's lives within our companies. Like, that's a really big thing is to give them the ability for contribution, right? The last one I want to say is growth. Um, in order to build high performance teams, we have to have growth. We have to be able to give them growth opportunities. Nobody wants to come into a team and be at the top. And if they do, they're not a high performance person, right? There are so many people that come in that are not high performance. They come in because, oh, I've started a business. I want to run a business. Okay, now I'm going to be a CEO. Okay, I'm a CEO. <gasps> and they just coast along at 30,000 feet. They're flying high. They're doing good. Not everybody is Elon Musk who wants to go to Mars. Right. Not everybody's Elon Musk who wants to create self-driving cars. Tesla's to me aren't electric. They're the automation that's in them. That's big. I, I don't care whether they're electric or not. Like I understand the it's point of trying to get away from combustible fuels and stuff like that and trying to make something new and sexy. But the automation in the Tesla's is what excites me. Okay. Um, so, so we've got to have that way for people to grow. We've got to have a trajectory path in order for our team, for them to have growth. We can't expect somebody to come in at the bottom and to stay happy down here the whole way, right? They don't, they don't want to flatline. They want to grow. They want to, they want to see that growth up. They want to see where they can, they want to see that they can come in here and start here. That's what they want. Get my hands closer together so you can see them, right? Because if they can start here, they can start here and they can grow to here. Okay. That's huge. That's huge because look at that path. Look at, look at how much they're going to grow, right? Like chink. And that's just, that's just here. And we've got to convince people that this, this area here where they could grow to is actually just the middle point because actually it comes way over here, right? Like it keeps going up. Like there's no, there's no cap. There's no cap on it. And that's part of it. The last thing that I'm going to bring up on this guys is energy. And if you're trying to build high performance teams, you have to have energy. You have to project energy. You have to, you have to give them energy and your team has to have a ton of energy on it as well. So that's like the big things when it comes to high performance teams and building them is you've got to have those key characteristics in them. And you've got to have a lot of energy in yourself as well as energy in your team. And it's got to be positive energy. Negative energy will do the exact opposite of what you want it to do. If you have negative energy, what's going to happen is your high performance people are actually going to go from A plus players to A players to A minus players to B players to C players to D players to failing because your energy is, is, is negative. Or the other thing that's going to happen is, is it's going to be, you know, exactly they're, they're going to leave. They're going to see themselves go from A plus to A players. And they're going to go, whoop, I'm out. I'm looking for an A plus game. That's what A players do. They don't stick around. Whenever it starts becoming B team material, they're, they're not there for that. They're there for growth. So anyways, guys, hope that's it. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you got a lot out of this. I know it was a short swing to the point, but if you liked it, I'd like you to share this podcast, grab it, share it, tag me in it. The real Dan Greer at real Dan Greer. That's what it is. You can find me on any, any social media channel, real Dan Greer. And uh, if you didn't like it, what the heck are you still doing here? Why'd you waste all this time? 
What a loser. Oh, that's it, huh? I should probably cut that out of the film. But I probably won't. Anyways, hope you guys enjoyed it. We'll talk to you later.